Ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and all seasons tabletop studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, the character assassination of Dr. Paul Merrick, part two. Yeah. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're working on our best behavior. I managed to hit the right button, and you're still dusting. Yeah. Yes. yes okay. We're, we're continuing with that wonderfully best behavior. Wonderfully best. Right. I don't know. I don't. Welcome yeah. back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon? I am doing fantastic, and it is getting better. Excellent. Uh, believe it or not, because Excellent. I'm still dusting, and we're still tidying up here in this, uh, yeah. in the not-so-palatial studio tabletop. here of the tabletop. What did we say mm. uh, the last time? The, the not-so... Square, round, tabletop. Uh, right. Round. More rectangle-ish. Yes. Yes. Um, when we go video, not that I'm plugging anything that we've been plugging for a while. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We are going video? Um, Is that actually going to happen? Oh, I I think so. I think so. Wow. We made a discovery today. I'm going to have so to that, pay attention that's good. to what I'm wearing. We're, yeah. And we might have to do something with the tabletop. Yes. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe. Well, I've been dusting. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, right. I got to clean off my side over here, I think, a little yeah, bit absolutely. more. Yeah, Yeah. A little cluttered. Well, listen to us talking about these trivial things when there's serious issues going on, uh, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. what we are getting into, into here with Dr. Paul Merrick, uh, who, by the way, is world-renowned and – this this man is just awesome at what he does because he is one of the few, and we've we've highlighted a few, mm-hmm. but the guys and, and gals that care and take the Hippocratic oath that they took seriously, uh, I, I he, he goes the extra mile, I believe, and still is, and yeah, yeah. I don't want to really take control of what he did. I'm going to let him and Del Bigtree uh, sort of cover that for us. But uh, just I don't want anybody to to guess what my opinion is of this man. Uh, he is the real deal. I mean, just what you see is what you get, and uh, just awesome, awesome man. So... Before we begin, welcome all of you rock tumblers and true seekers out there. It is good to be back here uh, after the uh, little uh, rest up reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be careful, Sam, because it's not the great reset. That's a you know that's a yeah. I don't know, no. call it a false flag or a or a, an extremely bad idea. But the rejuvenation time that we had off, uh, and it is great to get back in here. I would say engaged, you know, kind of locked and ready to inject. You people out there listening with the the undiluted truth. truth. Yes, that's right. There we go. Yeah. So, yes. All right. Well, I'm excited to get 
uh, into the rest of this. So without further delay, we're gonna we're gonna get right to it, and we're gonna pick it up where Dr. Merrick was just on the uh, the back end of talk of, of, of mentioning to Dell about how the health system was in the process of destroying him and and what what they do and he had mentioned a sham review appropriately right. named but yeah. and, and that's not yeah. a that's not a crack uh, of 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 actual review this that's actually what they call the review so that that's sad in it is it is yeah. sad really man so and we're going to pick it up right there with uh, Dr. Paul Merrick speaking so ready yeah here we go and they have a system to get rid of those doctors, and they have a system to destroy those doctors, and they have a system to prevent them practicing medicine ever again. It's called sham peer review. And that's what they did to me, to destroy my career and from preventing me from practicing medicine. It is evil in its most fundamental basic concept. Mm. And this is what, what hospitals do. I don't think the People in this country recognize the power that hospitals have over doctors. They can end their careers, they can ruin their careers if they interfere with the hospital's ability to make money. Even though wow. I work for a non-profit hospital, there's no such thing as non-profit. Their goal, their goal is to make as much money as they can. Mm. And we know that. We just saw the data on how much money they get if you intubate it, if you put on a ventilator, if you've given remdesivir. It's absurd. The federal- So can you, do you verify that to you from your experience? We just heard from the attorneys earlier in the, in the show that upwards of $500,000 is being compensated to the hospital if you move into the system, if you don't send them home, bring them to the hospital, get them into an ICU, get them on a ventilator, put them on remdesivir. All of those things have bonus bonuses, including this last one that's slapped on. It's not even an amount. It's literally like an increase of 20% to the overall bill if you use remdesivir. Mm. Uh, was that an experience you saw happening in the hospital? Can, so I think you're most doctors are clueless. They don't understand what's going on. To be honest, I think they're just lemmings. They follow blindly. <laughs> they have no integrity, and they mm. just do what they're told to do. Mm -hmm. Clearly, the hospital administrators are acutely aware of the reimbursement. And it's absolutely true. If you prescribe remdesivir, which, let us reiterate again, is a toxic drug which increases the risk of dying, why would any doctor prescribe such a drug? Well, I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. Right. It's a drug which increases your risk of dying and increases your risk of renal failure. Why would any reasonable, compassionate, caring doctor ever prescribe it? But it's on the hospital protocol. Doctors are forced to do it. And hospitals know they get a 20% bonus on top of the whole hospital bill if you prescribe remdesivir. That's absolutely true. Wow. So, hmm. just take a minute to swallow all of that. I, there's a couple of things that jump out to me. The big one is, I thought you were supposed to be going to hospitals to get care, not going to a business to help them make profit. He said, basically, right. yeah. the doctors 
are lemmings basically just doing what they're told. Well, by who? He didn't mean by other professional doctors and experts. He, he meant by the business model operators. Right. That's, yeah. that's troubling to me. That is extremely troubling to me because I could, I, for years, you, you think, wow, you know, I've, I've, I've taken a fall or I've cut myself or uh, maybe, uh, you know, I, I knew it, maybe my child has swallowed poison and, you know, we can try this or we can try that in all of these cases at home. But in the back of your mind, You've always had this sort of, at least I have, sort of a comfort feeling of, well, you know, we can always get them off to the emergency room or the hospital because that's where the real care and experts are. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. N- and now what we're hearing is, oh, no, they're not. Yeah. No. They are. There are, I'm, let's just face it, very few. And right now the sad thing is that the good guys, like Dr. Merrick, are being shut down and ran off because they are interfering with profit. This drug mm-hmm. that, that they're adding 20% of the bill to, this drug is the, that is, is, he said you're 20 times more likely to have renal failure mm-hmm. if you're using the drug. Yeah. So why, and it, it, he's, he seems to be a bit puzzled. I don't know why, and, and I think if he thought about it long and hard enough, He's already answered his own question, but he says he's thinking through it through the prism of we're trying to help patients. That's what I'm here for. That's what I gave my life to do. So I can't figure out why they want to give this medicine to people. But then you look over here on the business side, Mm -hmm. the profit side, and your question is answered. We're given this medicine because right. they are paying us right. to give this medicine out. Well, uh, Mr. Hospital Business Operator, what if people die? You know, we, we, we don't want to go there. People die all the time. You know, we, can't, we can't really get in the weeds of people dying. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, are, are you saying that you don't care if people die? Well, no, well you know, we just don't, we, we don't want to go there. Because, you know, we need money to run this hospital. Well, I thought it was a nonprofit hospital. Well, it still costs money, and we got it, We have to get it somewhere. I mean, you know. Yeah. But, it, but that's sort of what, you know, that's actually it. The, the, the value of human life in the minds of these people have just evaporated. Mm-hmm. There's no, it, it appears to be no care for them. And I think for me, and I'm, I'm getting on a bit of a rant here, and I, I'm going to have to pause and, and continue <laughs> on. But, yeah. you know, in, in, in some ways I go, there has got to be at least one on some of these committees and some of these panels and some of, you know, uh, in some of these departments that are making these decisions. Well, it's just like when we went up to uh, the, 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 the local – right. Yeah, uh, department. Yeah, the Department of the, Health meeting. meeting. Yeah, I'm thinking they're they're can't, all of these people can't be all in lockstep with one another. Somebody has really got to see this for what it is. So, and I, and I do think they yeah. are, but they're just 
too afraid or, or is too much apprehension to speak up or, or stand up. That, um, yeah, that could be. For, for fear of the obvious. Well, I could lose my job. I could lose my right. position. Right. I've got I've got bills to pay. I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got kids in college. I mean, whatever it is. But right. But but, but what what happened? Who loses? The patients lose yeah. in this. And my my one of my questions would be, like in a lot of hospitals. Well, at least in the hospital that I worked in for a little bit, um, I knew that they that the hospital basically hired a doctor group. Okay, so the doctor group. It's kind of like for lack of better words, a doctor union, so to speak, right? So mm-hmm. they kind of leverage the doctors and and tell the hospital what they kind of want, sort of. Yeah. So if you have that sort of thing in this hospital and the doctor group, you would think at least a few of the doctors would be like, why are we following this policy? That's not working. It doesn't look like it. You know what I mean? And then yeah. talk about it in the group. So unless the whole group, because you could have a whole group of doctors that says, look, guys, we ain't doing that. And then where did your doctors go for the hospital? So in that regard, that would have more impact on the hospital than just one or two doctors. Well, so sure I don't know would. if they all do groups like that. Maybe not. You know, I'm sure there's one-off doctors, but I'm, I'm just like, if there were groups, it's surprising that you haven't heard of more doctor groups leaving a hospital. If well, you see what I'm saying, leaving as a group, or, right? Saying, "Look, guys, yeah. we're going to treat right. this way. Mm-hmm. You either like it or you don't. We'll go to a, you know, or something, you know." But yeah, and and on a small scale, I think that this same thing has been happening for a while because if you if you look at doctors' offices, right, they're they're constantly getting uh, pharmaceutical sales reps coming in mm-hmm. there to sell them what. The new products. The, the, okay. the, the new and drug on the market. You can't tell me that they're not saying, well, if you use this product, you know, we'll give you a kickback some sort of way, right? Right. So that's an incentive for them. And you how many it. doctors actually take the time to fully read everything? They're just like, what is it? What is it for? No. What is it? Okay. They they have you know all what I mean? the. Co- yes, yeah, that's what it seems like. It's like so. This on a yeah. small scale, in my opinion, has been happening anyway. Well, it has been happening. It's anyway. just been kicked up a notch. For for it, COVID and and this I I didn't really realize because he brought it out I didn't really realize that there's like another checklist other than remdesivir because we had we had done a podcast where we talked about that with uh, mm-hmm. mm, person or doctor a doctor um, oh that would be, that would have been Brian Artis yes probably. thank you doctor yeah. Brian Artis he mentioned the remdesivir thing way yes. back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know because he didn't really mention. Oh well, they get a, a, a bonus for putting you on a vent, or they get a bonus mm-hmm. for this. And then, oh by the way, if you subscribe Remdesivir, yeah. oh now you've added these other bonuses, and now you get twenty percent on of the whole bill of the whole thing. Ooh, boosted me up. Right. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, oh my goodness. So over the years, there's two drugs that I Horrible. know that this has been been happening with, and Horrible. we don't want to get too sidetracked. But it yeah. has been happening because. First of all, the doctors, they all they want to know is has this been FDA approved? Oh, okay, no problem. Let's 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 have at it. Oh, I get a bonus for you know for for getting this out to my patients. Blood pressure medicine, blood pressure pills, medicine, and cholesterol. Those are the those are the two big ones. Okay, right. That that I mean, money's been made hand over fist by big big pharma with the, with these two medications, and. Yeah. Uh, 
Matter of fact, I can't recall, but I know that uh, uh, Dr. Merrick has mentioned one of those in a way. It's 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 pretty stunning. So anyway, mm. yeah, sorry. Well, uh, just can't help getting on a bit of a rant here and yeah. just rolling with it. But uh, <laughs> uh, sorry for sorry for the long interruption. But we will get back to Dr. Merrick. So here we go. Do you? Do you think about it? I mean, when, you, when you've looked at it, you, you've used the words like murder, that the hospitals are the last places you want to go now. Does any part of you think this is on purpose, that they're killing people on purpose, or is it, or is it just greed completely out of control? Good question. Yeah, so, you know, you get mm-hmm. to such a fundamental question about humanity and what we are, our role as humans on this planet, which is to help others and be good you could be good, honest, sincere, helpful people. So I don't think doctors per se are acutely aware of what's going on. The hospital administrators are. Mm. They, they are complicit and implicitly involved in this. I don't know what to call it. it it's, 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 it's a Evil. program to kill people, not help people. Yes. So that they should be held accountable. Absolutely. And obviously they may, may be pressurized by state agencies and by federal government and by reimbursement. But basically, you, you know, when you go to a hospital, you assume, you, you, you know, the hospital has your best interests at heart. That's, you know, yep. you have a yeah. patient bill of rights. You would think. You imagine, but as we heard, you become a prisoner. Yeah. You become mm. a prisoner. You lose your rights and they will do to you whatever they want to do. And that's why my advice is if you ever get admitted to a hospital, make absolutely sure you have a patient advocate with you all the time. Absolutely. Speak for you when you can't speak mm-hmm. because they will do the most, most outrageous things to you. <sighs> so, you know, when, when we look at this and, you know, we've talked about the protocols, you've been involved with FLCCC and, and other groups outspoken about many of the drugs that have been denied the use, you know, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, fluvoxamine, all these things. Vitamin D. Yeah. We talk about vitamin D. You know, the list of, there's a site called Early COVID-19. There must be 20 or 25 pharmaceutical or nutraceutical compounds that have been proven, proven to be beneficial in the early phase of COVID including vitamin D. So that Fauci character, apparently he takes vitamin D, but he doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. Vitamin D is such a simple thing to do. Yeah. Why doesn't uh-huh. the federal government say, hey guys, just take your vitamin D, yeah. check your vitamin D levels. They don't want to do that because they, they want you to get COVID. They want you to get sick. They, they want, want you to, you to be the scared. Mm-hmm. They want you to get the jab and they want you to get remdesivir. That's it. I'm just going to take a just a quick. This is almost like a commercial, but it shouldn't be. Oh but man! We've heard so many times, uh, and and Doctor uh, Pierre Corey said it uh, here not long ago. If and Doctor Urso, all of these guys are on the same page. If we had have just taken a brief look at all of the vitamin D levels right, of right. these patients, we would have seen the deficiencies and what. One thing we could do is have a worldwide or at least a countrywide push to bring the vitamin D levels up in everyone because, and we heard this with Dr. Sheila Fury, right. that there, ha- there was no deaths of any or serious COVID 
of vitamin D levels that were over 50. Mm-hmm. It was all below. So, right. yeah. I mean, and that's what we're saying. And this sounds so simple, which it sort of is, but at every turn, and here we got, we have a world-renowned doctor here that's treating patients successfully, and you could hear the frustration in his voice. So, yeah. But just wanted to take that vitamin D break there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so go go take your vitamin D, folks. But, That's right. But, but keep the show on so you can hear it. That's there you right. go. Yep. We are. This is this is an a. You know, Pierre and I say the world's gone mad because none of this makes any sense to any wow. sensible, caring, compassionate human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I one of the things I, I previously was a producer on the CBS talk show, The Doctors, which is sort of how I got in the middle of all this. And the beauty of that job was I got to look for the greatest doctors and scientists in the world. In many ways, someone would write in with a condition. No one can figure out what's wrong with me. And then I would do an investigation around the world, find somebody that that's what they're treating. They found a way. And then I got to be like Santa Claus and put these two people together. And I'd say to the doctor, look, I can show the world what you're doing if you'll give it for free to this patient. And we'd put it together. It was an amazing experience. And a lot of people ask me, what did you learn from the doctors? And I'll tell you, because the, some of the, I would say this, the doctors that, that I think, if I were to describe what I watched when I went in with my cameras and when we did their stories, one healed a girl of a, a brain tumor in the middle of her brain and had developed a way to get all the way in using endoscopic tools without touching the brain. It was the most, it was a miracle before my eyes. And others like that, using all their own tools, having amazing success, what I discovered was every time I found myself saying, this is like a Jedi in medicine. This is somebody that is off the charts. If I ever have an issue, this is who I'd go to. Almost every single time, that particular doctor was under threat for his license. And not because any patient was against him, but his own peers were writing in and saying, I won't work in the same, you know, uh, EOR that 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 doctor's using. I want him out of the hospital. I don't like how he's doing his medicine. It was crazy. I was like, what the heck does it matter what other doctors, I mean, when did they get to be a part of the process? His patients are being healed and and her. and, Mm. And so I found that where we think, and this is the thing that I think you're really bringing to light, I would say to people, you know what I learned from the doctors is that we think that the best ideas, we we think of medicine and science as like this movie where the greatest, most talented ones that rise to the top and push the envelope that everyone's like going into their OR to watch what they're doing and please teach me, help me, NIH is bringing them in. The opposite is the case. Anyone pushing the envelope, anyone really truly doing things that are miraculous and, and having success find themselves under threat by the establishment that doesn't want to change the way they've been doing this all along. That was my experience across the board. I would say across the board, we are you are lucky if you're getting that advanced science. We're lucky if we get Dr. Paul Merrick treating us in the end, Amen. mostly you are getting the most base, the same system that's been used for 60 years, and anyone that's doing something spectacular is under threat for, for their license. How so? Uh, you know, what you say is absolutely true. In fact, there's data to prove it. The Institute of Medicine has shown that a major scientific breakthrough that changes lives, it takes 18 years, 18 years become, before it becomes established as standard medical wow 18 years that is how, and if you're a patient you die right so that the system is inflexible it doesn't like people who want wow. to challenge the system 
It doesn't like innovators. They're seen as troublemakers and they need to be dismissed. Mm. And so, you know, it, it, for patients, you, you have to do research. You have to be empowered. You have to take your, your health into your own account. You cannot mm. trust the medical system. Unfortunately, the healthcare system we un function under now, you cannot trust it. You have to empower yourselves. You have to do research. You have to figure out what's best for you because the health system will give you false information. I mean, it's amazing as I listen to you to think, you know, Come how many years days. in the ICU have you spent? 30 years. 30 years, you know, obviously mm. there was a time when you really believed in the system you were working in, right? When did that belief really shift yeah. for you? Was it just COVID? So you ask a really good question. <laughs> So I always knew that there was corruption and that Big Pharma dominated the um, curriculum. And maybe I was very late for my eyes to be opened, but clearly COVID has shone a bright light, a bright light mm -hmm. on the absolute corruption in medicine. And to be honest, it's, it's probably goes back 20 or 30 years. Wow. And, you know, I've realized now that almost everything I've been taught in medical school is wrong. Wow. I have to unlearn everything I've been taught mm. because it's dominated by pharma and it's completely and utterly false and it's a fraud. I mean, most recently I've been really interested in the statin cholesterol fraud. Mm -hmm. How many people in this country take statins because there's this mistaken belief, and it's a fraud, yeah. that cholesterol and saturated fat cause heart disease? That is a fraud. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Can of worms. There it is. I told you that right. he was going to. Mitch, you didn't know if he was going to get to it. But the the blood pressure medicine and the cholesterol, that, my friends, from a world-renowned doctor, seeing his eyes opened and seeing things for a long time, but now he's, yeah. he's saying it out loud, that the whole concept of, of need the need of statin drugs for cholesterol medicine is a fraud. Mm -hmm. It is a fraud. We're going to let him finish this thought because I think this is critical. This is important mm -hmm. right here because how many people, and you know as well as I do, I think I've shared a little bit of, about my journey and what I had found out before I even heard this mm -hmm. with cholesterol, and I, I was making some adjustments along the way in my own personal life. Right. But this right here, I... You know, yeah, and it seems that it runs through family. They they want to they want you to believe. Well, it's hereditary. It's hereditary. It's hereditary. Oh, your brother's your brother's on medicine, right? Well, yeah, sure. Well, you you really need to be on it too because yours is a little high. It's hereditary, and your whole family probably needs it. You know, yeah. that's sort of. But to I mean, he's saying, you know, it doesn't work so well. It's not a very good medicine, these statins. He's saying the whole concept of the saturated fats causing cholesterol issues, in heart, uh, not, but heart issues, is a fraud. Yeah, and I was just going to make a quick comment on, on something he touched on, like that, um, well, Dell touched on it too, like where like people that are innovators that are doing things correct for their patients, basically, you know, and trying to help them or what you could call cure, right. Um, right? They're being pushed to the side because, mm -hmm. and if you look at it from a business standpoint, in in terms of medicine, right? 
Mm-hmm. Where's the incentive to cure patients? That means we lose them. So where's the money? In the medicine to keep them, oh, we'll keep you happy. We'll treat your symptoms. That's exactly we'll, right. We'll, we'll keep you going, and you, sure. you just keep paying us. Yeah. It's a subscription base. Yeah. And it's not You hard. see what I'm saying? I, I know exactly you what you're saying. You subscribe to us yeah. to have your life. Sure. And you're it, welcome. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's it's easy to see if you look at the whole industry as a business. It's really easy to see. So uh, yeah, but and but, but it, you don't want to look at it that way. But but that sh- that's exactly right. But yep. ladies and gentlemen, you just heard mm-hmm. the shot go across the bow with cholesterol medicine and treatment. So I'm going to let Doctor Merrick finish this here uh, before we close out. And it's perpetrated by big pharma because they want to sell you drugs that you take for the rest of your life. They're not interested in curing your disease. They're interested in prolonging your disease and your symptoms. We can say the same thing for SSRIs. We can say the same thing for diabetic medication, the same thing for proton pump inhibitors. So I have had to unlearn everything I was taught at medical school because it's false and we have been corrupted. And unfortunately, most doctors just don't want to see this. I, I don't think they, and it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting question. Why don't they see the corruption? Why don't they see the false medicine that they're practicing? Maybe it's because they're too scared to admit what they've been doing for the last 20 years is wrong. Mm. I'm going to stop yeah, it right yeah. there. But, but yeah, so, so I, he, he sort of, I mean... It, it, he's making no bones ab- about this, and he, he's just he's verifying what, what we've just been talking about. He, he's describing it, but yeah. but what a powerful statement to say that everything I learned in medical school I've got to for, Un- forget, unlearn. unlearn, change my my thinking because it was a fraud. It is it is corrupt. Mm-hmm. So all of that. That whole design, and, and many doctors will tell you, we are not taught to to treat prevention. We're not taught prevention. Right. Of course, you don't treat, but you prescribe prevention. You can prescribe right. lifestyle prevention of diseases. All yeah, yeah. of them to the head are taught treatment, how to treat illnesses, how to treat this, that, that what medications, and it right, is driven right. by, by the pharma. big bus yeah, of yeah. pharma. Yeah. And ladies and, and gentlemen, we need to wake up and realize this because I believe that more than one of the more information I've, I'm gathering here and gleaning, I can go back and go, wow. This friend of mine, that friend of mine, maybe even this uh, this uh, uh, family member, basically were murdered. I yeah. mean, it, it. And when you look at it this way, and 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 that word was mentioned by, yeah, exactly uh, by uh, Paul, Doctor Merrick, in, in, yeah. in this interview, and it it is sad. And you know, the question is: is do, do we think these people? Are doing it on purpose? Do we think they know any difference? Do we think they're doing it just because that's the way that they do it? They're just lemmings. They're going to do what they're told. And you know what? If I kill a few people along the way, I was told what to do. I can tell you, one day these people are going to answer to God, and that's not going to be 
an acceptable response. Yeah. Because I, I was just doing what I'm told. Doctors are what, I mean, I, I think about children. I mean, yeah. we were all kids, and it was such a, you know, in some ways a little scary, you know, am I going to get a shot? Am I going to take my blood? But it was also a bit comforting to know that I'm in a safe place. I'm in a place that they're going to fix me up and get me out of here. Right. You know? Yeah. And boy, how how this whole thing has been turned inside out. And they were exactly right. He was exactly right that the, the big bright light of COVID has shown on the corruption and, and, and exposed it in a clear, bright way. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's actually a good thing. That, exactly. And I was, I was going to say that, um, you know, it's, I, I was trying to think of it like if I went to school to be a doctor, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm learning from people, right? So when I get out, if I'm a new doctor, I'm trying to do what I was taught, right? That, right. That, I mean, that would be understandable to try and do what you were taught. But, you know, and I, I'm, but if you are, I don't know how to say it. If you're, if you're like an inquisitive type of person, I guess, you might want to try and understand the different nuances of your treatments and different things like that. And then right. you might discover, like Paul's saying, this isn't working the way that, quote, I was taught it's working. Right. Um, so you might find that out, but unless you're like inquisitive, you might just be like, Hey, I'm treating the way I was, I was taught. You're yeah. not necessarily trying to do harm, but yet you're not doing any further research into, you know, your practice, so to speak. But in, in uh, the last thing I was going to say was it takes, in my opinion, a really humble person to, to sit there and say, because it's prideful. I went to school for eight years Absolutely. or whatever to be this doctor. And now let's say I found out that everything I was taught was a fraud, right? Am I going to stand up and say, I'm a fraud? Because that's essentially, right. I was taught to be a fraud. Well, you see what I'm saying? I know exactly so what you're saying. You got to take your, your ego out and just say, mm -hmm. I don't care. That is wrong. And I'm going to do what's right. Yeah. But yeah. that takes a really humble person to sit there and throw away basically eight years of what you were taught and say, look, that was completely crap. Right. And I'm going to do what's right. Yeah. I, you know, so, I, I believe, wow. yeah, it is, it is very difficult. And to say that I've got to unlearn and, and basically I have to go through medical school all over again. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe by going through it and seeing the fraud, maybe what, these doctors need to do is they've got a right and a wrong. Maybe they just need to flip the page over and look at the opposite side and go, well, this right. is what we were taught. Let's flip it around and go, let's get, let's do the opposite because, well, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. we don't just throw drugs at everything. That's yeah. not right. And you said being well, it's, inquisitive. It's, it's understanding not, not, okay, I'm taught how to treat this symptom and that, and some of that's great, right? Yeah. Okay. I need to control this symptom. But at the same time, I need to know what's causing this. Yes. So if they're not being taught how to basically diagnose a car, so to speak, a mechanic. Yeah. If you're not trying to find the root cause, something's always going right. to be there. Yeah. I mean, but well, then again, that's what they want. So, yeah. you know. You've, you've got to ask questions yeah. and you've got to want to to further your education and whatnot. That, well, think about exactly. this. Yeah. You know, Dr. America is the second most published 
critical care doctor <laughs> in the world. Hats off to him for saying it's all a fraud. I got to say. I mean, here's a guy with extreme credibility. Yeah. You know, and when you say world renowned, that's that's putting it mildly. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. you you know, it's a treat. It's a treat listening to Dr. Merrick. And and, and I'm sure, like Ben and I here in the studio, you've got questions and probably, (laughs) you know, got some loud remarks but I think the way to approach this, if it's your first time hearing some of this, mm-hmm. verify this information. Yeah, Just yeah. verify it, listen to it, and, and does it make sense? And I will tell you just, I, I will say this just as we close, based on the cholesterol thing, you know, when I went to the facility that I did and, and got some serious treatment, and, right. and, and more, more so than treatment, it was just education. The treatment was changed by diet. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it, you know, lifestyle yeah. and and diet, not just you know, it's it's a little bit uh, exercise, you know, and and a little, little bit of that as well, which you know, mm-hmm. the old fresh air, exercise, drink water, and you know, good diet and, and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but there was a couple of things that I heard from this internal medicine doctor that I had never heard from my doctors. Any of them was relating to. The heart health wasn't necessarily cholesterol level, but it was oxidized cholesterol. You know, okay. my cholesterol is right. a little bit high. You know, according to right the, the normal know, the, standards, these, yeah. these doctors that are passing out statins for you know for, right. uh, for assistance. But my doctor says, "Well, your oxidized cholesterol is normal," and I'm, "What's that? I've never heard of." I've heard of good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, but what's the oxidized? So there is a there is a different okay. marker that they look at, and that's right. one of them. And then yeah. there's a then there's a TMAO level, which my doctor said that's even more critical. That needs to be at a certain level, okay. and we don't get that level moved around by statin medicines. Okay. In ten days, gotcha. all, in ten days, all of those levels came down, and I was in normal in every range. My doctor said, "While you're here for these ten days, do not take any cholesterol medicine." I didn't, and I haven't since. It's been over a year. Okay, so uh, very that, good. There's very good. there's my personal testimony, but but I'm encouraging those listening. Yeah, find good doctors and find people that really care about your health and aren't just throwing drugs at you and if you and if you have any questions about that send us an email yeah contact us here right at ben you want to give them that sure the undiluted truth dot podcast at gmail.com there you go so Send us uh, any questions you have, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to, to get answers to you or give you some, uh, maybe some outlets, maybe some uh, websites to go look for, or even, even doctors to, to research. So, yeah. Uh, th- this is absolutely fulfilling and good stuff, uh, and, and, it's, and in many ways, very sad. So, all right. Well, we'll wrap this one up, and we'll pick up. Uh, there's more about this interview that we are going to be covering. It, it's so important, so many good topics that uh, don't fret. We're going to cover all of this over uh, the next couple of uh, episodes in its entirety. Uh, so, all right. 
Let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. Father in heaven, we do thank you so much for this platform. We thank you for all of those that are listening out there that may be going through their own difficulties. We hope and pray that these messages reach them and, and, and may their inquisitiveness, may their questions increase, may their desire to know the things that are of you, the things that are good, may their desire in that increase so that all of us can find our way to good health that we can better serve you. We thank you for Dr. Merrick. We pray for the protection of him. We pray for the good health of him. We thank you for all that he is doing and has done. Uh, What a wonderful man. Pray for his family. Lift them up, guide them, protect them, and and may we all be protected to the uh, from the enemy because he is running rampant. He is it, 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 powerful, cunning, baffling, and we just ask that the minds of all of those listening as well as ours be kept clear and clean when it comes to sifting through and seeking out truth. We thank you again for this time, and as we part ways, as usual, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.